it's follow the puck here back again and the day before the high school season for the boys kicks off here and with that being said we've got a couple of podcasts we're going to release today with coaches and then it's into regular season and we're going to try to do a uh, game day preview tomorrow real short and sweet just give you an idea who's playing where they're playing uh, if the games can be live streamed or not and our thoughts on the upcoming season so stay tuned for that should release tomorrow on january 14th and in today's episode we actually caught up with the head coach for the east ridge boys team and for those of you that don't know east ridge is uh split with woodbury so some of the kids go here some of them go there and it's an interesting dynamic they have over there but they've got a good squad coming back and the coach is excited to talk about it and kind of the same format he talks about the team and his expectations and players to watch and all that fun stuff. So again, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. If there's anybody else you think we should uh, connect with for the podcast, it's fun to do and always looking for new voices to have on. So reach out and let us know uh, where we should go with it. Hi, Dustin. Yes. Follow the puck. How are you? What's going on? How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Is this a good time? Are you tied up? Yeah, no, it's good. Good. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of your schedule. We've just kind of been connecting with coaches here across the state as the season gets closer and just trying to get a feel for where they're at and returning yeah. players and, and all that good stuff. So um, before I forget, is your squad taking part in the Ridge League or not? No. They are not. Okay. No, we're not. You are not. Well, as a coach, what are your thoughts on that uh, that whole thing? Well, I was part of actually a lot of the discussions on it, being a part of the uh, Minnesota Coaches Association. And, um, you know, I think originally it was set up for the belief that there's a potential that we would not be able to start until January 1 because of COVID-19. And that was, that's essentially what it was built for. And with the way we looked at it and the, the state high school league only moved or seasoned, you know, two weeks from the start, it didn't make enough sense for us to do it for four weeks. And some of the other things that would come along with it potentially, you know, between politics and who's coaching it and all the stuff that had to go in the admin work seemed to be too much for such a little bit of time. So we decided just to extend our captain's practice and um, just kind of go from there. Yeah, it did, did seem like it would be uh, quite a workload put on somebody to get it, get their team enrolled and part of it. And Yeah, and then, you know, we also have, um, you know, six of my, you know, I've, I have six players that play football, and four of them are my decor. So um, that would all be varsity guys. So we wouldn't even have our full squad until the football season was over anyways. Oh, sure. Well, it makes sense, and I guess you made the best decision for your program. And Yeah. There you go. I think, so also, I think if there's more, if there's more teams on the east side doing it, we probably would have found a way, but. You know, there wasn't really a big school near us, um, okay. even in our conference, that decided to do it. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. It initially was gonna gonna be set up in case the high school season either got canceled or delayed till January one. Then it would have made sense. It wouldn't have to be so rushed. But right to to uh, yeah to skate for three or four weeks and then hang it up is. But I guess good for the guys that can pull it off. That's their project. Yeah, I mean more power to them. It just didn't fit us. Yeah, exactly. So what's the uh, status of your returning squad? How are players to watch, and and what are your expectations? Yeah, so we got. Uh, I was just pulling up my roster here. Kind of my uh, outlook for things. Um, I got. Um, Best re- well, the most points in returning as a forward. His name's Jack McVeigh. He's a senior. He's been playing uh, varsity since he's a freshman. Um, he should have a big year this year, I think. Um, the other returner that were that has had a lot of points last year is Blake Poliska. Um, he's a defenseman. Had 20 points last year as a D-man, and hopefully he can build on that. Um, Nick Landon is a junior. John Kramer is another junior. Those two guys um, we're expecting to take another step here and provide offensively. And um, and then we got – I actually have five defensemen returning with varsity experience, so that's exciting. Um, and then um, our goalie is Croy Kolkendorfer, who – as a 15-year-old, went to national camp as a goaltender. Um, didn't play great last year in the transition from 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 his old high school to Eastridge. Um, plus, not to, I shouldn't say he didn't play great. He played fine. He probably started for a lot of other teams. However, our senior goalie from last year had the best season numbers-wise that an Eastridge goalie's ever had. So he had some tough competition and. Um, but Croy is our guy, our guy going into the, into the season here, and um, he has the potential to be one of the top goalies in the state if he performs the way as I think he can. So, so he'll, he'll be, be a junior this year. Be a junior this year, correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, those are big shoes to fill. Looking at the looking at the stats from last year. Yeah, Connor was great. He uh, he, he kept us in games and. You know, we won some big games down the stretch against some top 10 teams in the state, you know, thanks to his goaltending. So, yeah, a hot goalie will get you a long ways in the sport of hockey. So, and, uh, what, what did the boys learn? Uh, looks like you ended with Moundsview and then got them in the playoffs again, then, or what? Yeah. So, we, we thumped them pretty good the last game of the season. And, they, and then, um, you know, unfortunately, Doc didn't have a great game in that section quarterfinal. I think, I think a lot of us were, we were, you know, wrongly looking past Moundsview and looking ahead. We really wanted to play Hill Murray, um, and uh, I think it bit us in the butt. Learning experience for me as a coach, for sure. Um, you know, and some of the younger guys as well. Yeah, that's a hard lesson learned for the seniors on the squad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, we had some great ones. Yeah, you guys, did, you guys did play a good good schedule last year. That's 
that's pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, we hear one, I think, eight of our last ten, and uh, like seven or eight straight, something like that, to end the year. Wow. Yeah, it, it does look like it. Nice, nice winning streak to end the year and carry on. How long have you been at Eastridge now, coaching? So this is my, this will be my fourth year as a head coach. The prior three to that, I was an assistant coach, so seven years total. And before that, okay. I was an assistant coach in Hastings for five. So what is your best memory of the, as, you know, of being a head coach? Anything stick out or does it all kind of blend together or what? Yeah, no, there's some good ones. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of a school where, um, you know, we, we gather from two youth programs, um, between Woodbury and Cottage Grove Youth Hockey Associations. We don't have our own at Eastridge. So we're getting kids from both, both of those programs. And quite honestly, Woodbury is a major association where players go to private school. So kids in Woodbury can choose between Crete and Hillmary, St. Thomas, um, and you know, right now there's probably I think if last time I counted there's 18 players that are playing outside that live in the East Ridge boundaries and could be going to high school here that are playing at other high schools, and one of the bigger ones is Cretan where they have seven or eight East Ridge kids. And when we beat them last year in overtime, that was probably one of the highlights that, you know, I've had as a head coach for wow. sure. That's impressive that, uh, that many kids can and, leave and, and they're not, they're not bad players. They're leaving. Let me tell you that. Like they're yeah. good, you know, they're really good. So and, how do you, uh, how, how do you decide or, you know, when you, when you're, uh, looking at, or trying to get kids to come over, you know, come into the Eastridge High School program. Do you have conversations with the other the youth coaches, or do you just kind of let you know wait and see, or what's the process? Yeah, no, I'm on the ice as much as I can be, as much as the youth teams allow me. Um, I've I've uh, Cottage Grove. I haven't done as much with, but I'm starting to do more with them now. Um, Woodbury, uh, I've done a lot. Out every year I've been here so far. Um, you know, you just try and build as many relationships as you can with parents and players. Um, you know, and then what's going to happen one of these years is what's going to happen is a predominant player is going to stay and bring all of his buddies with him, and that'll change everything. Um, and we're getting close to that happening soon. So um, hopefully um, – you know, the, the, the talent continues to increase along with the character of the kids. I mean, even though some of those kids aren't here anymore, the kids that I have here, um, are unbelievable kids and high character kids that, you know, are coachable and want to win. And, um, we have to work, you know, it's the reality of it is we have to work very, very hard to be 500 or above. Very hard. From a player to a coach to a booster club to get to be 500 or better. And last year hosting a, uh, an opening round playoff game was a huge step for our program that we haven't done in a long time. So that's kind of the cliff notes on it. I'm sure I rambled on there for a little bit, but, 
you know, it's it's uh, exciting to see where the program's headed. Um, and we're starting to get in some of these kids, like um, a kid by the name of Grant Conan, who played as a freshman last year, uh, as a sophomore this year. He's got two younger brothers in the Woodbury program who are uh, really good players as well, as good, just like Grant is. And um, hopefully some other families follow those guys, kids over. A kid by the name of Tanner Zolanowski, who's a freshman, who was, uh, you know, looking at all every school above, you know, around this area because of how athletic he is. And uh, he just decided to stay at Eastridge. And um, he's playing varsity football right now as a freshman, which is wow. incredible. Uh, he'll have a great opportunity to play some varsity this year in hockey as well. So they're starting to they're starting to see our program. Families are starting to see what it, my program looks like and or our program looks like, and it's uh, it's hopefully becoming a place where families want to stay. So, and that that whole culture thing is such a big deal, and and winning obviously speeds up that process but you're right you're trying to build it from you know in into something where kids want to come into and not leave and that's a that's that's a uh fantastic approach hard to do but it sounds like you're you're very close to getting to where you want it to be we're getting there yeah it is it's hard and it takes a lot of people but uh the fun's in the process you know and um we just got to keep working it keep getting better at it and keep you know, as the as our culture grows and and as um, the message gets out there that it's a great program to be a part of, more kids will start to come. Yeah, especially with with all that competition you have over in that area. That's I mean, when when a kid can pick from seven, eight, nine different programs or schools, that's you know yeah. that's where you got to rely on that culture. I don't know how much you follow like uh, like Peewee hockey but Woodbury the last five years has been incredible They're, they have incredible teams at Pee level and Pee AA level and what happens is <clears throat> because of the way the program's set up there is so on those Pee AA teams you have kids that live in the Woodbury boundary you have kids that live in the Eastridge boundary um, and then once they get to the 8th or ninth grade they're beginning to choose what high school they're going to and they've just had a good team and they're all pretty good really good hockey players so what happens is if you have a dad that's a legacy you know Creighton or Hill Murray it that's just fine they and they, they their families have gone there for years and they go what they do is they say hey you're you know half those kids are going you know the other the remaining kids half of them are going to Woodbury and half of them go to Eastridge your teams aren't going to be great why don't you just come to Creighton with us, or why don't you just come to Hill Murray with us, and we can have a really good team. Sure. And that's what kind of happened the first few years here, um, and it's still happening. But um, you know, that's just the battle that we got to fight. And I'm not, uh, I'm not complaining about it. It's just the reality. We just got to find a way to to keep those kids and those families at our school. It, it was interesting talking to you like this. That was a few weeks ago. I was talking to the uh, Mankato coach, and they got a similar yeah. situation between East and West, where they're all, you know, their youth programs are combined, and then the kids can split and go, you know, 
to east or west. And obviously it's only those two schools in that district. It's not, you know, not clumped together like you, but it's an interesting process that the coaches have to uh, partake in. Yeah, it's, um, I've been fighting for a long time to get the East Ridge line players playing together with each other and the, and the Woodbury. So number one, maybe, you know, those kids would could see that they could be good, you know, and stay in the East Ridge and have some success. And then also you, you just end up developing more players because some players got to get pushed up now that they're split. And, um, but I just haven't had success with that yet. Well, it, that's actually probably a good approach because then, um, you, you know, if, you're, if they're playing with it, you know, with all the East Ridge kids as they grow up, you know, in sports, peewees, bantams, they kind of build that uh, relationship and continuity and transition yeah. all the way up into, you know, your program when yeah. you're trying to get there. Yeah, not to mention they're wearing our logo and they begin to gain some pride behind that. And, you know, and then I can get help facilitate the coaches and make sure that they're, you know, using our verbiage and teaching our things and um, following our expectations of our culture from, you know, sports fandoms. That That's actually something I never thought about until you just brought it up. But, you know, a lot of the varsity coaches that have a, that have a youth program, they're heavily involved all the way down to that squirt level where you don't maybe, since you don't have a true East Ridge program, it might be a little bit tougher for you to do. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, the ones that have success, the ones that are always around come March, um, the public schools that have that, like, look at, look at Pat O'Leary and Wyzetta. Like, not only does he have a huge program, but he's involved and he works his butt off, um, with their youth program. You know, John Ammerman comes to mind as well up in Moorhead, like, you know, Mike Taylor and Egan, all those guys. Um, yeah. I just wish I had the opportunity to, to at least try, you know. Right. Yeah, it's it, it is when you when you rattle off those programs, they are there from the top to bottom. There, they know what they want and they know how to run the program and get yeah. those kids. You kids watch too, hey. Watch uh, Water over Stillwater because Greg Zanin is doing the exact same thing over there. I don't know if the dudes left the ice all year long since we were able to go back on because he's working with so many youth programs youth kids. Sure. It's coming for their it's coming with, with Stillwater and it's they're gonna be a force for a number of years here. Yeah, that's that was a good hire by them too. That's uh awesome guy. Yeah. Is he good. Yeah, he's a great guy. I mean um, well, I'll, I'll let you go. I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate the time. And like I said, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to promote your program and, and the players you have coming back and fingers crossed that the season starts on time as, as we're, uh, anticipating and we get a playoffs and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And thanks for everything you do for high school hockey. It's, uh, it's, it's fun stuff. Kids get a kick yeah, out of it. I know that. <laughs> that's that's good and you know it's it's similar to coaching and in, in that you're you're doing it for the kids and nothing else and it's it's just part of the part of the sport and you and you love doing it so that's that's what yeah, it's all about that's awesome cool so, very good sir well i appreciate the time and yeah we'll uh we'll go from there and best of luck this season i appreciate it thank you you bet later